Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy. My guest today is Laura Wright. She is the master of sales, and she talks to us about her epic philosophy, breaks down the formula into the five crucial steps that we must take in order to succeed. We talk about the importance of not skipping overcoming objectives in a sales call, how important alignment is, and growth mindset when it comes to living in the law of abundance and knowing that when all things align, our perfect, glorious, divine client is going to match up with us. I can't wait to share this. It's so important. I know that it's going to very much serve the solopreneurs that listen to this podcast. So absolutely enjoy it. Laura, welcome. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to share with us wisdom all about epic sales. Thank you, Casey. I'm very excited to be here. Awesome. Sounds great. So let's just dive right in. Talk to me a little bit about your epic sales philosophy and break down the formula for us. Okay. So number one, I love sales, but I also say that sales is love. And here's what I actually mean. The moment of transformation happens for your client in that moment where they make their purchase. And so when I'm talking about sales as love, what I mean is being deeply connected to someone, caring about their outcome, making sure it's an aligned fit for you. All those pieces coming into play makes all the outcome fantastic. They thrive. You thrive. I'm constantly looking for win, win, win. So I'll describe to you how to do it because I think sales is just a natural, easy thing for everybody. It isn't always, and I want to make sure it feels like it. So awesome. First things first, you're actually already a master at sales. Most people come my way and they're like, but I'm struggling to close and all the things. You're not. If you are listening to this recording right this minute, you sold yourself on taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you got yourself out of bed this morning, you sold yourself on getting out of bed. If you have two-legged or four-legged children and you got them to eat or not eat what they were supposed to eat or not eat, you sold. So I want for everyone to really activate the fact that they are already masterful. You don't have a formula to follow. So can I share the simple formula? Because it's pretty Please do. Yes. Bring it on. <laughs> okay. So I use my hand five steps. So if you're watching or viewing or listening or anything, you can know what's happening here. It's five steps because I like things simple. So first things first, the first step to a great and epic sales experience is connection. I will tell you this. Do you know why people buy from other people? You might know. It's because they know, like, and trust. Or one of my good friends says, know, believe, and love. That's even deeper. I like so that. connection, we're looking for somebody that we feel connected to. And do you know what we feel most connected to? It's actually ourselves. So the first thing that I would do is if I were connecting with you, Casey, I can see that there's a plant in the background. I have a one plant that's alive in our house and it lives <laughs> on my desk. <laughs> we have a knowing now, right now. You can hear us laughing. The only reason why this thing is alive is number one, it's a money plant. And so that's important to me. But number two, it's literally sitting beside me because we joke in my house that if you don't make noise, you don't survive. 
but this little guy is actually sitting next to me. So it survives. So I'm looking for connection, showing how you and I have something in common. The second step I call listen and learn. And what this actually is about is this is identifying someone's struggles. Because if you know what someone is struggling with, then you either know, yes, you can help them or no, you can't. Yes. If they know what they're struggling with, then they're aware of what they're about to buy. This is the third step. This is the one that I always tend to go through my steps. And I'm like, this is the one that people skip. And this is the one that people skip. And it's all of them. (laughs) This is the vision. So what most people do is they find someone's problem and they immediately try to give their service to solve it. It's actually very difficult to sell from a place of struggle. If someone is feeling their pain in their struggle, unhappy, you have to do a lot of heavy lifting to show that you can get them out of that pain. So if you simply go and talk about their vision, what they want to create, something magical happens. You get them into an expansive energy. You get to have them dreaming and believing again in what they want. And then fourth step is an invitation. Your invitation is the bridge that solves their struggle and gets them to their vision. Here's the coolest thing. If you know their struggle and you know you can help them, you keep going. And if you don't, you stop. Stop wasting time on sales calls that aren't going to turn into a good fit. You can release from them. But if you know their vision, you can simply make the invitation to work together the way that you can help them match their struggle, match their vision. And it's nearly impossible for someone not to say yes when you've covered both sides. And then the fifth side, this is my favorite, this is the close. And for the close, this is where you might overcome objections, walk someone through resistance. But the most important thing is, this is where you take the credit card over the phone. And why do we take our credit cards? Because nothing breaks my heart more than when some client calls me and they're like, I just had three people say yes. And then a day or two later, nobody signed their contract and they've all filtered off. So when you collect that credit card over the phone, what happens is you actually energetically and practically activate commitment. Mm -hmm. Commitment is what changes everything. So the difference between the people who get what they want and the people who don't are the ones who are committed to get there. The vehicle of what you're selling just helps them get there. But that moment of commitment and money energy, money commitment is one of the most powerful ones it's great. So that's my five steps. I love it. Thank you so much for breaking that down. You said a lot of really good things in there. One thing that I want to just talk about, you mentioned that it needs to be an aligned fit mm. for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. And I really want to talk about this because I see a lot of people that they're in that space. And I know that this goes into mindset. So I really want to dig into that as well. But they're in this space of of a neediness, but also of kind of like, I just need a client. I need to get momentum. I need to yeah. say yes to the universe. And I work with a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs and many of them feel that if someone's coming into their path, then it is some sort of destiny that they do connect and they work with them. However, I want you to talk a little bit more about the power of alignment and not saying yes to everything if you see a red flag or you have a gut instinct. Mm, Okay. I'm just going to clap, please. And thank you. That was the best thing ever. So this happens a lot and it's one of the number one things that I help my clients solve when they come to me, where they are undercharging, undervaluing and overworking because they've taken the client to get the money. And again, we have a very similar common type of person we work with, spiritual entrepreneur who's really connected. No one's sitting around going, I need the money, but they're saying, oh no, I need to feed my family. I need to pay my bills and I should take what's in front of me. Mm -hmm. So I want to tell a little story. 
So one of my clients came to me and she is selling a 150 euro a month group. Okay. And she's like, I'm giving them like three calls a week. I'm doing all this stuff. Like it's over, over, over delivering. And obviously she can't pay her bills. There's only 10 glorious women in there. That's 1500 euros. Not enough for most people to live on. She asked me, like, what do I need to do? Now we mapped out some really fun, cool stuff. But what I asked her was, why do you think they bought the 150 euro a month program? And she gave me all the stories of, well, this is what they could afford. Da, 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 da. And I stopped her and I said this, they bought it because that's what you sold to them. So what I really want everyone to hear is the, what you sell to someone is what they will buy. So if you are undercharging and over-delivering, this is not a blame moment. This is a thank you, give permission. You can step up into your highest value because this is the other thing. When you ignore your red flags, the people who show up and you, you know how it's going to be. When you take on the misaligned client, here's what happens. You set your energetic vibration to tell the universe, bring me more of that. So true. <laughs> it is. It's so true. And I think that the fear that's behind that is, shoot, if I continue to say no, what's going to happen next? And something is better than nothing. But that's actually backwards thinking. Right. It is. In fact, I will tell you another story. So one of my gals, we were having a call before this call today, and she were changing one of her programs. She's ready to step up into something. And she had this person who came along and red flag, red flag, red flag. And she was like, but I need to sell this. So she sold him into this program. It was a deposit and a couple of monthly payments. It was supposed to be a 12 month program. At month four, he said, screw it. I'm not doing this anymore. Dumped out. And she decided not to pursue him with the contract because they were clean with what he delivered. And that was morally correct for her at the moment too. But we were talking about why does this happen? And now she's afraid to sell at a higher level because she thinks, what if this happens again? Now, here's what did happen. We're taking this misaligned person that had the red flags. Mm -hmm. She got so busy doing the work with and for him that she stopped marketing to find the glorious people. And then the damage of like the ego side and the feelings of the hurt of like, was there something wrong with her? What did she offer? Why did he, all those, that, that more detrimental. Month, yes. That's what actually stopped her. So she spent four months not selling this amazing, glorious program that helps people profit in their business. I mean, it's an amazing, amazing thing that she does. And she stopped doing it because of the damage of how she felt. So it's better to, and I always like to say this, would you rather like four misaligned clients who you have to hunt and chase their money and it's not working? Or would you rather spend all that time and energy I don't mean waiting for the right person, but aligning to the right person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because your energy is going to attract your dream clients. So it's so very crucial to listen to these words of wisdom. I love it. Thank you for expanding on that. The other piece is you mentioned about addressing objections on the phone prior to taking that credit card payment. What I see, especially with people that are in caregiving professions, so aromatherapists, massage therapists, all the caregiving, beautiful heart-centered professions, they tend to want to skip addressing objections, yep. which is like so not good. No bueno. <laughs> No bueno. <laughs> no bueno. So can you talk to us about when the importance of not skipping that crucial aspect of a sales call and how it's actually serving your prospective client? You just said is true. So 
here's what I want for you to know. There's a difference between sleazy sales techniques where you force, coerce, and try to pull someone over the threshold. We're not talking about that. What we're talking about is the fear that steps up when you're about to change. You, you know this very well, I'm sure. When you're about to transform all of your inner demons, monkey mind, all that stuff goes, no, 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 you need to stay safe. And what actually comes out of the mouth is, I don't have the money. I need to talk with my spouse. I don't think it's the right time. I'm too busy. There's too much on my plate. Those are the words that come out versus the words of, I'm afraid to believe in myself. I'm afraid to believe in you to help me. That's what's really happening. So I want you to think about what is happening. Now, I do have a rule with the money one, and I think your, your audience will love this. So when someone says to me, I don't have the money, I pause them and I ask a question, two questions, which is true for you right now. Do you not see additional funds to make this payment or are you struggling to meet your basic needs? Now, if you're struggling to literally keep a roof over your head and you're struggling to put food on the table, my recommendation in the way that I sell is I send them off with a free resource to go stabilize themselves. That's not a match for me. But when someone is just simply unaware of how to create the extra funds to make that commitment, I guide them through the resistance. And then I'll tell one other thing. Every single time I get on a sales call and someone shows up to me in that wobbly space, yes, I'm in, I want it, but you know that place in the sales call. That's the moment of resistance. And I think about a woman and I, this is a client I've had now for almost four years. I love her beyond measure. We've been to each other's homes. Like I'm knowing our family, she knows my family. And when we met, she was in a determined and also desperate place. Now, I normally don't work with somebody, like I just said, who like, are you struggling to keep the roof over your head? Sure. And honestly, I didn't know how bad her situation was. The way she described it to me was not as dire. I probably wouldn't have taken her on if I'd known this. Interesting. But she, Yeah, she literally scraped up her last dollars, came to me. And I believed in her. I knew what she could do. I knew her solve. So I want you to hear that. This was not a moment of, I need to take her money. This was a, oh my God, you poor woman, you're struggling and I can help you. She stepped in with that determination, not desperation, but I helped her cross the threshold. I helped her walk through her resistance. I was like, just take the first leap of faith and believe in me as I believe in you. Mm -hmm. She made 22,000 in the year before she met me. We helped her make 27,000 in four weeks. That's incredible. So I love success stories like that. What do you think was the pivotal thing in your four months of guidance that brought her to that space? Yeah, four weeks. That's what's even better. So what it was is she chose to listen. And I want to be careful how I say this. I'm not saying like, I knew what to do and she had to listen to me. It was that usually what happens is we get in our own way and we scurry back and forth. We change our minds. We're trying things that aren't working. So we try them harder. And what I actually showed her how to do was to slow down, recraft her offers and sell with compassion. This is more important than even the money because in the time we worked together, she now has a thriving $350,000 a year business. We're growing even more. But what I didn't know was that, and she told me this at her live event, I try not to get choked up when I talk about it, but that I actually saved her life. Mm. Like she was at a dire place. Wow. And because she couldn't struggle any further in that path and keep going. So I really want for a spiritual entrepreneur to really listen to yourself. Like the work we do, an aromatherapist, you might not think that this is crucial care. 
And yet it is. These things that we do to help people's lives improve and grow and change, even if you're doing website design, these are critical needs and they change people's lives. Pay attention to that. That will help you cross someone through their resistance to their true yes. Absolutely. And you cannot help them with their true desire or solve their problem if you don't have that confidence and rapport to walk through their objections with them and realize that it's actually being of service, like looking at sales as service and through that filter. Did you ever just wish there was a group of high vibe women entrepreneurs that you could hang out with? A place where you could share your wins, get a biz question asked, and be around people that just get you. Well, there is my friend. It's my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group. I created a place on the web where like minds and open hearts could continue the conversations that we start here on the podcast. Fulfill your desire to develop friendships with women from around the globe. Women who are on the solopreneur journey just like you. Now more than ever, we are craving authentic connections. Believe me, your voice matters your work matters, and having the support of a close-knit community can make all the difference in the world. So head over to Facebook and go to facebook.com slash groups slash Women Developing Brilliance and request to join my private Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, the gathering place for heart-centered female entrepreneurs looking to create an impact, increase their income, and connect deeply with themselves and others in the process. I can't wait to welcome you in my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, where you'll be encouraged to introduce yourself, ask a question, and meet other ambitious lightworkers just like you. Again, it's facebook.com slash groups slash Women Developing Brilliance. I'll catch you there. I'd love for you to share your definition of a sales mindset. Ooh, okay. So I believe that sales success and sales mindset is that my duty is to be the lighthouse, to shine my light really bright so everyone can see me, so those in need can see. And I also know this. I always like to ask the question, are you good at asking for help? I have gotten much better in my my older age, no, <laughs> but like asking for help. But how frequently, I always use the example of like, you go grocery shopping and I'll try to take all seven bags in at once. And my husband's like, what are you doing? Ask for help or take two trips. It's often hard to ask for help. Yeah. So what I know is my role is I have the goodness. I can help people. So I don't wait for them to ask. I put myself in their path. That's my marketing. That's me being out there. But also I tap people on the shoulder. I do outreach. I believe that sales is the moment of transformation. And I hold on to all the women that I've helped. And I know that what I'm seeking is all the other women I'm meant to help. I love that. I can tell by your style. And also I went on your website that you're a metrics girl, which I love. I think it's so very important. It absolutely dovetails into your epic formula. And so I would love it if you could share three to five ways to income generation activities. Okay. So number one is I want you to actually take a moment and see that there are leads around you. When I very first started my business, I had no website, no marketing, no nothing. I reached out to like 25 people that were loose connections. These are people I didn't even know very well. And I made invitations. So I really want everyone to think about 
writing out a list. I call it, some people call it dream 100. I call it a hundred call challenge. And what I'm doing is I'm consistently seeing the people around me that are actually fits. And I keep a tally in a list. In fact, I have one on my desk right here. Everyone always asks me like, what are your fancy trackings? I write people's <laughs> names on pieces of paper. I love and it. It's the best. But it, but what it is, is it's intentional marketing. It's an intentionally guiding to them. And who am I looking for? I'm looking for people who look like my ideal client. And when I say, look, I don't just mean physically. I mean like all of who they are. I'm looking for the people who are watching every single one of my videos, but don't get on calls with me. I'm looking for people who are commenting on my posts. And I know maybe they're having a hard time saying, Hey, Laura, I need some help. But what they're really doing is saying, Hey, Laura, I need some help. So I reach out to them. The second thing that I talk about a lot is consistency and marketing. And it doesn't mean tons. For years and years, I did one thing and one thing alone. Every single month, I would do what I called a marketing moment. It would either be a challenge, a masterclass, a workshop, call it what you want. It would either be for one day, three days, five, it didn't matter. I would do those for free, but I did them for 12 months and filled up all of my calendar, my roster. The other thing that I really want you to think about is when you're making your offers, I actually have already thought two or three offers down the road. So when I'm selling to one client, I have a path for them to continue buying from me on lots of different ways. So I really that want for you crucial that stair-stepped approach, that that mm-hmm. multitude of offerings and choice you know, increasing the choice for your prospective client. I love that. I think when people are struggling and they're not hitting their income goals, that is a big reason. Because if you go from like zero to only having a 10K offer, you're losing a lot of people in that path Mm -hmm. and on that success journey for sure. Yeah, that's, that's really great. So for folks that maybe are new to doing discovery calls, Mm-hmm. Maybe they're in that phase of like, well, you know, I put my beautiful website up and they're not mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. How can we encourage them to get those calls to action and start dipping their toe into the discovery call pond? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So here's what I love about doing sales calls and sales calls, discovery calls, next step calls, activation calls, same thing. When you go to the gym to work out, you can't work out like 24 times in a week and get that benefit. You'll probably exhaust yourself and wear yourself out and it won't work. However, when it comes to sales, the more you do in a shorter amount of time, the better you get at it. So what I would recommend is this. I teach a technique which is kind of going from cold to warm instead of hot to cold. I never love that technique, but you understand what I mean when I say a hot lead and a cold lead. So. When you're making your list of people to talk to, usually what people do is they put the people they think will buy from them or they're aware of at the top and then the people they don't know as well on the bottom. So what I ask you to do is flip your list around, reach out to your loosest connections, the people that you have no attachment to and do mock sales calls with them. And when I say mock, I don't mean that you're pretending. I mean that you just take away all of the concern around it. You become detached from the outcome play with your sales. And again, when you talk to, think about it. If you know Christine and she's like your best bud and you're going to tell her and you feel all nervous about like, and these are my offers and this is my stuff, you're going to like stumble. But if there's like Jane that you've never met before and you're like, hey, Jane, you want to, I think we probably have something in common. We should talk. And you get Jane on the call and you bumble through it. It doesn't matter. Okay. So I really want for you to activate detachment from the outcome. There is always, we live in a planet of 7 billion people. 
<laughs> I mean, there is always another person. There is no, we live in an abundant world. There is no lack. There is no resource mismatch. If you want to talk to a hundred people in a week and a day, you can, they exist in this world. doesn't mean yeah. you have to. That totally dovetails back to mindset and alignment and just having that belief that we do live in a world of abundance, mm-hmm. right? I, I love that, that whole growth aspect. I, I mean, you, it's a, it's a crucial, crucial step. In your business, because I know that you've been an entrepreneur for years and years, mm-hmm. what's something that you wish you had known earlier? Okay. So it's funny because I've been asked this a lot. I don't know when you'll be listening to this podcast, but we are at the some version of where we are in the COVID land right this minute. And I've been asked a lot of what would you do differently? And I think this is almost the same kind of question. So the number one thing that I would have done was I would have started with my higher rates. And I would have been more bold with my marketing. And what do I mean by that? I mean, there are so many times that I'm a pretty bold person, but I know I could have, I tampered myself. I remember having a program that was $4,500 and I was so nervous just to sell it. And I was working with a coach at the time and I just actually recently rehired her. And we got on a call and I was like, you know, I just had someone sign up for my $100,000 program and I'm getting ready to like, you know, sign another one on. She stopped me and she's like, Laura, do you remember when it was a stretch to sell 4,500. And now I'm like, Oh my God, I actually forgot about that. I wish I could have skipped to the confidence place because the, what I knew then and what I know now, okay. Yeah. I know a little bit more. I have a little more experience, but the fundamental who I am and what I do is not different. I could have started selling at a hundred thousand dollar packages at that time. So ladies step up your game, ask for more you are already over giving. I know it. Usually what I do with most of my clients is I pull back some of what they're doing and we increase our rates. I have, I think maybe once in my entire 20 some odd years of doing this, ask somebody to lower their price point. That's it incredible. is always increase. It's so very true. And it brings to mind, I had a client session this week and she was like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I could go to like a 7K package. And it's like, exactly like you said, you're doing so much. And I said, it's so interesting because the male client on my roster right now, he's getting a minimum of 60K. And I said to her, he is not smarter than you. Like it is just a commitment of this is what I'm going to do. And that's just what it is. And he gets it, you know, and it's like, what is your final tip? Because I know we're getting close to our time here, but for women, especially to step into the worthiness zone to say, yes, I'm going to up my rates and I'm going to maybe even 10X what I'm charging now because I'm worth it and I know I'm going to deliver a result. Awesome. Okay. So what I like to actually say is do a 10% increase. And what I mean by that is I do a 10% increase of everything because sometimes it's easier to grow. You know, it's like a rubber band. If you stretch it too far, it snaps. So, so many of my clients, what they do is they come to me and they should be charging 10 times what they're charging. But if I say that they get stuck. So this is what I did. And I literally did it with a client last night or afternoons. I don't work in the evenings. We set up a number. It was going to be $5,000 for her intensive. And she's going to sell her first one at 5,000. As soon as she sells that, the second one goes to 6,000. The next one she sells goes to 7,500. So we're giving her an incremental step up. So if you are feeling uncomfortable, this 10% rule will double your profits. And I want everyone to hear this. If you pull 10% of your offer away, like do 10% less. I know it sounds weird to say do less, but do 10% less. Talk to 10% more people. 
increase your rates by 10%. If you look at all the metrics in your business and you make a tiny 10% tweak, you can double your profits. Brilliant. Oh, that is such a gem of wisdom. I always ask my guests to leave bright light wisdom to close it off, but you just did. That's incredible. I love it. Thank you so, so very much. How can people get a hold of you to learn more? So there's one place to go to. It's epic at sales.com. It's where I hang. It's where I be. You can find me again on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. I'm in all the places, but what's really important is come hang with me. My book will be featured on our site very soon. And I've got lots of information, ways to serve and support. If you're feeling connection, reach out. I am a person that's real. I'll answer questions. I will actually have conversations. It's not only about you must buy my program. I love that. Laura, what's the name of your new book? Oh, it is No Woman Down. It's actually 51 Little Income Bites. These are little lessons. I call them laws because that's my initials, L-A-W, which is very fun because we were just calling them like epic lessons. And the gal who approved my book, she's like, why do you have law next to everything? That's pretty cool. And I'm like, that was me initialing that it was done, L-A-W. And we realized- (laughs) Awesome. I know. We decided they were actually laws, but really what they are is they're little actionable bites that help you go for an income rise. So if you're feeling stuck, little ways to tweak how you're selling, how you're putting yourself out there, tweak your mindset. And I always like to give little golden nuggets so people can take action because I do believe action solves most things. I love that. I love this whole philosophy of integrated micro movements. I, I see a lot of sustainability in that and I see a, mm-hmm. a common thread in your teaching. So I can't wait to get my hands on the copy of that book. I'll share the link in the show notes as well. And you've been an absolute delight as a guest. Thank you so much. Thank you, Casey. This is lovely. I hope it really serves and supports so many who are listening. It will. Thanks again. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on Women Developing Brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.